Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome to the Buker and Friends podcast, co-starring 10-year NFL veteran and Super Bowl champion, Will Blackman. Tim Dwight watches it hit, bounces, picks it up at the 10, slips a defender, football, Ball. football, it's up for grabs, it's covered in the end zone by Will Blackman for a Green Bay touchdown! And now, here is your host. Let's send it over to Rick Buecher. Rick Buecher. Welcome to another episode of Buecher and Blackman, subsidiary of Buecher and Friends, part of the United WeCast Network. I'm Rick Buecher. You can see me on FS1, read me on Bleacher Report, and follow me on Twitter at Rick Buecher and on Instagram at Rick underscore Buecher. He is NFL vet, Super Bowl champ, Will Blackman. You can find him on both Twitter and Instagram at Will Blackman. Will, you have been very, seemingly to me, very busy of late. And then the Andrew Luck retirement broke and you got extra busy when it came to social media. So I I have to ask you this because (laughs) our friend at FS1, Doug Gottlieb, was the one that your response to his tweet and his tweet in general was what generated a lot of reaction. And you simply, I think your, your response was, what are you doing, Doug? In his tweet, which was essentially saying that uh, Andrew Luck's retirement because he didn't want to go through the pain of rehab was the most he's, yeah, exactly. He said rehabbing was t- too t- he was too tired or whatever it was. Yes, was the most millennial thing ever. And people jumped all over him. You kind of didn't jump all over him. You just kind of grabbed his lapel and said, "What's up?" Yeah, like uh, like what are you doing, dude? Yeah. So no. what what g- give me a little clearer perspective on your feelings about Doug seemingly mocking Andrew Luck's decision. Because it's always, especially when somebody makes a hasty and personal decision, then that's that. I respect that. I don't know. I'm not with Andrew Luck. I don't know exactly what he's dealing with or, you know, I know he gave us a snapshot of it with his, uh, retirement speech yeah what i have retired absolutely not okay 
because for me, the physical pain is not, I can get through that. The, the, the process of mentally keep going through it. Like I have survived that. Mm -hmm. The reason why I'm not playing right now is because I was just, I kept dealing with all kinds of political stuff would mentally drain me out. Some people can deal with the political stuff. I can deal with it too. Cause I'm, I didn't just walk out cause I was over it. It's just, I kind of took a, took some time off to stop training and calling teams because that was exhausting. Can you, when you say political stuff, can you be, can you elaborate? Can you give us a clearer idea? Well, political, of what you, what you in, yeah, political in terms of like, they prefer this person over over you, okay. or no one's no one's really saying no. I'm not good enough. It's just more so of not right now, or I'll try to make some calls, or you're a good guy, or you know, just all kinds of stuff instead of just telling me straight up, no, you're not good enough, or we're, we're, we're no thank you, or retire. Right. I always I always say, and I know I you know I'm beating a dead horse here, but if Scott McCorn were still the GM of the Redskins, I still be playing. Right. And that's a fact. Um, so that's why I got annoyed with, with his comment. Cause I'm like, you just, it's, it's, it's bigger than that. Before to we say did... it's most, it's funny because you say the millennial thing. Well, Doug Gottlieb's latest post is he has, he's a Newport and he took a picture of a bunch of Ferraris <clears throat> <laughs> and posted it. What, um, <laughs> Before we get back to Andrew, what do you think is the reason that you can't get a straight answer? I feel like, I don't know, because you can look at it two ways. You can look at it like, oh, he, you know, he's respected. Mm -hmm. Like they respect me, where they're not going to just outright be like, no, you're not. You know, or maybe they work me out as a favor to just work me out. And I end up working out better than they imagined. Hmm. That happened in Cleveland, where the um, one of the personnel guys, he came up to me and was like, damn, dude, you know everything you did? You actually beat all your times when you came out at the combine? You beat all your times today. I'm like, I know, dude. <laughs> hmm. And I, I know I annihilated that workout. And then same thing in Indy. Um, what's his name? Chris Ballard was was like, "Damn, dude! Like, you definitely, you still got the juice. Like, you definitely got action." Just he said, "Right now, we're trying to build. You're more suitable for a playoff team that's ready to win now." And I and then also too in Atlanta, went off with that workout. Went off. Same thing. Dan Quinn worked me out as a favor. John Dorsey worked me out as a favor. That's how I see it. Because when I showed up and I actually looked better than they thought I was going to be, they were kind of stuck in a, between a rock and a hard place where they were like, yeah, you know, just stay, just stay close, stay in shape. You know, you, you never know. Just, just wait. It's, it's a no right now, but, you know, I'm like, just say what it is. Yeah. So you don't really know, though. You don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Is this, I don't know how much you talk to other guys. Have other guys gone through the same thing? Have they have they experienced the same thing? Because I, I do see it. I, I've seen it in the NBA. I've seen it in other sports, where for whatever reason, 
And and I believe I believe at least in part it's because they don't it's built in that GMs and and personnel decision makers don't want to look wrong. So they are not definitive unless they have to be. That they don't want to say, they're never going to give you the black and white. Because if they give you the black and white, then that is a, a indictment on them when they're wrong. And so they can say, well, yeah, we tried, we, you know, we, 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 we worked Will out and he was great for us. And, you know, it just, it wasn't a fit for us, right? Rather right. than say, hey, Will, you can't play anymore. And then you make a team and then you kick their ass. And now they look, they look like idiots. And that's on the record. Somebody, somebody somewhere is going to become aware of that. So it's, it's a mark against them. That's what I well, see be, happening. Well, well besides, the well, the, the point is though, like with that, like I said, that was for me, that's the part that was mentally draining was to keep going out there, keep working out, keep working out, keep working out, keep leaving the house, training six hours a day, training, yeah. going, you know, rehabbing six hours a day, not being home all the time, getting up early, doing the same thing all over, all over again to go work out to deal with the same BS. And then knowing, and then knowing that you killed it. And it knowing I did. Oh, even Seattle, add that team to the list. Yeah. It's I mean, I obliterated that workout. They stopped. They they cut it short. This is where, this is honestly, and it kind of goes to what Andrew Luck and his decision brought up, is that people just don't understand. They think that being a professional athlete and playing in the NFL is nothing but a charmed existence. Right. And there's a razor edge. When you're in, yeah, it's pretty sweet. Life's pretty good. But staying in and the uncertainty of being able to stay in that circle is unlike any other job, quite honestly. Because if you're, in most cases, if you're doing a great job, if you are prepared, if you demonstrate that you can get the job done, you don't have to worry about job security. You don't have to worry right. about, and, and, and if it's not one place, you can take that someplace else. But it's that's, just the not, end. that's not necessarily true, though. How so? Because at the end of the day, guys, have their, they have their mind made up. You can do a job very, very well, and it still won't matter. You can do everything possible in the book, mm -hmm. and it still won't matter. Now, you're talking about the NFL? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. That's what I mean. The NFL is a distinction. If any, any other walk of life, the, what the job that the that the average fan holds is different than that, and it's why you know fans who, who took issue with with Andrew Luck's decision and and uh, one guy came at me with uh, you know that I was being sanctimonious and saying that Andrew Luck was the comeback player of the year. He took them to the playoffs four times in seven seasons. The first time you ever heard him complain about his four years of pain was in his retirement announcement. And this guy was suggesting that, you know, that, that I was being sanctimonious and that, you know, that, that I owe uh, the fans every dollar that I've ever made because without them, I wouldn't have a job. The leagues wouldn't exist. And he's right in one sense. The fans, in, in terms of owing, or in terms of their contributions. No, the fans, 
do generate the revenue. That they watch, that they buy tickets, that they buy the uh, the beer that the that, that the that the league sells. Like you go down the line, the fan without the fans, money is what drives things. And even in terms of yes, the TV networks pay the biggest freight, but they do that because they know that fans are going to watch if they have the broadcast. But here's the distinction. This guy then flips it into, so you owe me. I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't owe any one fan. No no one fan runs the show. No one fan makes the decision. The collective of the fans is where the power resides. And that's where it's a strength and a weakness. The fans together drive, drive the leagues, drive sports without question. But no one fan has got one one hundred millionth of an effect. Because you know what? If you step off, as long as the other 99,999,999 don't step off with you, we're good. Somebody's going to take your place. Right. So you said that you thought that Andrew Luck, or you suggested that Andrew Luck made a hasty decision. I don't think it was hasty. I think he's been thinking about this for the last four years. And he just got to a point where he's like, I can't mentally do this anymore. I'm not willing to go through it anymore. Yeah, that's fair. I I just, especially, I think the kind of guy he is. I just think for the fact that he just told him 10 days ago, you know? He might have told him 10 days ago, but I mean, here's the thing. Once you let that out, once you, as uh, you consider it, as LeVar says, speak it into existence. Like once you say it to somebody, now it's a real possibility. And you have to be at a place where you're ready for it to be a real possibility as far as you walking away before you can, before you'd ever say it to anybody. Right. With the team, right? So, I look I I have I just have I have zero issues with his decision. And I don't th- this this suggestion that he got booed because he's leaving the team in the lurch, if he can't be the player that he expects to be, then he's doing them a favor because they're paying Andrew Luck to be everything Andrew Luck can be. And if he doesn't think he can be that, and he says, you know what? I'm going to pass on the cash. I'm going to pass on the paycheck. He's getting the cash, though. <laughs> well, in what way? They said that he can keep the 24 he's supposed to make this year. Wow. Well, that's, but that is their choice. Right. He doesn't, I mean, that, that is, that's a, thank you. That's a, that's a golden watch is what that is. That's a, yeah, go get healthy this year. Not don't be a distraction, and we'll see you next year. So that's that, that so see, that's the other part. Is <laughs> you suggested he's just taking a break. We are going to see Andrew Luck play again. Go get healthy, man, and then be good for the next ten years for us. That may be their plan. <laughs> I don't believe it's his plan. All right, I don't. Why do you? Why do you believe it is his plan? Well, just. 
just listening to his his speech, he it was like reminds me of the Favre when Favre was reluctant to retire. Mm-hmm. And even though he didn't say he didn't say it didn't come off exactly like Favre's, but his love for the game, his teammates, the team sport, his love for everybody, just how beloved he was around there and 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 you know, this is a this is a good time for him to go home and be with his wife, be with his family. Seriously take a whole twelve months to just get everything right, you know. Go get whatever procedures you need. Go get all these things that you have to do to get yourself healthy so that you're not you're not rehabbing every single year. You're not dealing with something every single year. So this is a because it's it that's how it is. You can't you only get two months after the play after the season. Let's say playoffs. Mm-hmm. And then you gotta train, and then you gotta train, and you gotta throw, and you gotta practice, you gotta train. There's not really a, a time frame where you can sit there and do nothing. Well, Prior to last year, I mean, he played last season, but the season before, he essentially he missed he missed the season, so he did yeah, have a full to, year. Well, to get his shoulder right. Okay. Now we're talking about other things that he's dealing with, and who knows if the shoulder is still a hundred percent yet. Well, that's that's the other part is that who's to say that, especially with a quarterback, if the shoulder if his throwing shoulder is not right, it's never going. It's ne- and not even even multiple times, Chris Ballard meant kept bringing up, "Will he play in the Pro Bowl? Will he play in the Pro Bowl?" Well, he played in the Pro Bowl, <laughs> you yeah. know, in terms of like, well, you know, I guess after the season, usually guys who are that banged up, they're not playing the Pro Bowl. Right. So you're suggesting that the shoulder is okay. Dude, I don't know. Maybe he played in the Pro Bowl because he's like, I'm probably not going to come back this year. Right. This we'll might see. be the last time I ever experience. We'll I'm, I'm experiencing everything that I can because. We'll see. Yeah, exactly. We'll see. Yeah. Well, and that's, I mean, I. I I just can't help but feel as if he has been thinking about this for quite some time. You don't, and more than 10 days. It's, and I, and I, I, I get it. I get the, I get the level of frustration from a physical standpoint. And, and I think the other part is, and this is, look, he's financially secure. Uh, I don't know how much, you know, people immediately go, well, he's a Stanford guy, so he'll be fine and whatever. It's like, dude, I know Ivy Leaguers aren't necessarily like killing it financially. You, you get that degree, it gives you a leg up. It doesn't give you a certainty. Now, he made enough as, as a quarterback through his, his seven seasons. He's, you know, he's going to be fine and he doesn't have an extravagant lifestyle. So I would expect that he's going to be fine. As long as he's not investing in any Mexican cat farms, he should be okay. But I, I just, because, because of his background, because of, I know his dad a little bit, that's what makes me believe he's going to move on. That he's, he's going to find the next challenge and move on to it. He's going to rest this year and then he's going to play in the XFL to help his dad get some revenue. <laughs> Speaking of which, where are you with that? Well, oh, playing in the XFL? Yeah. What, what are your thoughts? We'll see, man. We'll see. Oh, my goodness. What are you, we'll I, see. You're, treating, you're, not, you're not treating me like a podcast partner now. You're treating me like just a regular reporter. Well, we'll see because I, I got to weigh in a lot of things, you know? 
No, I get that. I got to make sure like okay. I'm, I'm physically good. Make sure I'm mentally He's good. He's been telling me about all these workouts you killed. You're yeah, not I physically was 17. good? That huh? was last year. 18. 2018 is when I did that. I've been working out for teams as of late. I'm saying when I worked out for teams before. Okay, so how are you feeling right now? I'm straight. Okay, so let's take the physical off the table. What else okay. is there? Does it have to meet a certain financial remuneration for you to do it? No question about it. Yeah. Are they paying okay. me more than TV? If they're not paying me more than TV, then no. Okay. Mm, okay. Uh, all right. So, um, no Andrew Luck. I'm a big fan of Jacoby Brissett. No question. I'm not suggesting that he's Andrew Luck, but I think they can be, I still think they can win the division, to be honest with you. I, I think they can too. I think they still will. I wonder how much of that weighed into his, or what percentage weighed into his decision. I think he was, I think if anybody, if any, if he did anything, Andrew Luck, if he did anything that was, I totally commend, I, I thought he did this now out of respect for Jacoby. Because had he pulled something like this week one, or had he stayed there and was rehabbing the whole year? Because when Jacoby took over in 2017, yeah, he was the guy. But he was still wasn't the main. He still wasn't the main guy. No, he's a placeholder. Every, everyone's rehab. He's rehab. Uh, Andrew Luck is rehabbing to come back. Right. Where in this case, Andrew Luck retires now. You still got another preseason game, and you and he still has time to prepare permanently now he's not preparing like okay let me go do this because Andrew Luck's gonna come back he's preparing without looking over his shoulder without looking back if because life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much like unexpected medical costs that's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs learn more at uh1.com if Andrew Luck comes back and plays, does he have to go back to the Colts? Let's let's say Jacoby kills it this year. Yes. Then Andrew Luck decides to come back. Yes. Yes, he comes back to the Colts. <laughs> and you go get some picks for Jacoby. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I can't see Andrew going anyplace else. It would, I, said, it would, I said the same about Peyton. Well, but that was different. Still, how was that different? Colts, Colts turned the page. They did turn I mean, the page. I, mean, I never Andrew, saw them turn the page. I mean, Andrew making the decision to go someplace else. I'm not saying the Colts make the decision. Oh, I wouldn't think he would. Well, I mean, if he wants to be vindictive. Why would he be vindictive? They just gave him $24, $24 million. He got booed. I don't think he's going to hold that against Jim Mercy or the team. Oh, he's not going to hold it against them. I don't think he's going to hold it against the fans too. That's just not who Andrew Luck is. That's the it's other part who, that drives. That's is. the other part that is. gets me so kind of riled up. It's like if there's ever a guy, and I talk to players about this all the time when we do uh, media training stuff. I go, you want to give people the benefit of the doubt in the way you carry yourself, so that if something happens, people are going to go, yeah, that doesn't sound like him, and. They're going to make a call or they're going to try to investigate further rather than immediately assuming that you did whatever nefarious thing that you're being accused of doing. 
Andrew Luck, in the way he conducted himself as a cult, deserved the benefit of the doubt from those fans. Yeah, okay, so the timing of it. The timing wasn't his timing. He had to jump to it because he knew the story was coming out. So that wasn't his that wasn't his intention. It wasn't his plan. Even so, like, you know, he's leaving him in the lurch for this season. It's, you know, during a preseason game. It's like, so what? So what? I, I wouldn't have an issue with him if it had been the first, like, before the first, the week before the first game. And he said, you know what? I just can't play. I'm done. You can leave at halftime like um, yeah. Dante Davis. Yeah. Yeah. That's a little rough. <laughs> That's a little rough. Right. So, all right. The other subject that I want to get to is Antonio Brown and his helmet. Because, man, you've been, you've been defending him. Yes, as, man. And with his shoot air advantage helmet. Wait, just call it a shut. They call it a shoot? Is that what they say? Shoot? That's what I thought they called man, it. Man, I'm calling it shut. You calling it shut? Yeah. That's what I'm doing, man. I don't know what these people are talking about. You see behind me. One of us should know how you pronounce it. Look, look up there yeah. behind me. All shut helmets. But you're not sure if that's how it's pronounced. It's shut. S-C-H-U-T-T. S-C-H-U-T-T. I do know how it's spelled. All right. So with that in mind, you brought up the fact that it looks as if Antonio Brown, first of all, he lost his two grievances but he may have a endorsement deal for his new helmet. And for a guy who got paid and accepted some, I don't know, 250,000, 350,000 to broadcast live on Facebook from the locker room. Brilliant. Maximize your brand. <laughs> no, there's certain, no, no, no. I'm not a fan of the Facebook live in the locker room. Well, that, but having done that makes me wonder if this was his angle all along. Wasn't his angle. I think people reached out to his camp. Yeah. And was like, dude, check out this helmet. We'll custom make it that will that will fit like the one you wore that will get approved. And you wear this helmet and you endorse it for us. We'll pay you. Maybe, hey, we'll give you stake in the company and our revenue will roll up. There you go. It is an interesting gambit. I well, First of all, I need to know who the company is. We don't know yet. I know. And that's what makes me wonder. Makes me wonder just a little bit. Because here's the thing. If you... How much of it is... How much of it is just the comfort and the fit of the helmet and how much of it is your confidence in the helmet, if you know what I mean? How much is the fit and the confidence? How, no, there's two, two parts. So there's the comfort and the fit of a helmet that you're familiar with. Okay. And then there's the confidence that that helmet protects you. How much is it one versus the other? Because basically the it's league comfort, is saying, It's comfort and fit. It's comfort and fit. You get, hit, you get hit hard enough in any of the helmets that exist, you will go to sleep. 
Right. I don't care what helmet it is. Okay. That's why they're making them larger and larger and larger. Right. Which is funny because the bigger those helmets become, the more of a target you are. Right. You can't. You, they always tell us when you tackle properly, keep your head out of it. Hit with your shoulder. Keep your head out of it. Well, when these helmets look like I'm about to jump on a Harley. Right. When I look like Mega Man out there. Or Martin Martian. A Martin a Martian. I can't avoid my helmet. Yeah. Well, and it's also, you, you kind of go in more recklessly, right? With the bigger helmet. No, nah, you don't. Some people do. I think nowadays guys go in recklessly because they don't know how to hit. Okay. But some guys do. I watched, guys the, high do, I I watched mean, the high school do, game. Guys do. I watched do. the high school game. No, guys went in recklessly before. More so? Guys are reckless regardless. I just feel like they are more so now because fundamentally they're not as trained. And what do you attribute that to? Uh, either bad coaching or less padded practices. Yeah. Starting from the grassroots, high school, college, like it's just not taught well. Okay. Guys, so- are, so, guys are so worried about the glory you know, making highlights as opposed to like true fundamental technique of the game. Like if you watch these preseason games, you see the worst tackling of all time. Sounds like every youth sport in America. Horrible. Like you, even the Ryan Clark always, he tweets it all the time. He says, tackling is a lost art. Yeah, I would agree with that. It is. I would agree with that. You I know, thought I thought for some reason that the the concussion issues would bring back the technique when it came to tackling, you had you had you had teams studying rugby and like going above and beyond to figure out how to teach better technique. But you haven't seen a you haven't seen a difference since we've become far more conscious of the concussion issue in football. No. Okay. Uh, with uh, the Antonio Brown, the Raiders, John Gruden. Hard Knocks. First of all, are you a Hard Knocks fan? Massive. Massive Hard Knocks fan. Massive. Okay, so as a guy who has been in training camp, has been in locker rooms, has seen the back and forth and the inside of an NFL team and how it operates, how much do you think that it's reality TV, which means that it's not really reality? Like it's, it's being manipulated and edited to create storylines that aren't necessarily readily apparent or that it's overblown. Because look, we can, we can all enjoy soap operas and recognize that soap operas are not real. I just need to know from you. Can, I, you, state the, can I state the obvious? Okay. It's on TV. Yes. So it's that, not that, live. Okay. It's produced. It's chopped and produced, and they take the, these certain moments and they make it look great. Oh, okay, but the—I mean, look—this is my experience, and I, you know, I fell prey to this early on. With Here, here's the parts that's real. The real parts are when guys get released. That's probably the realest part of Hard Knocks, or when guys get injured and guys get released. Yeah, that's it. Everything else is for TV. Yeah. Why are you a fan of Hard Knocks? I just love watching football, whatever it is. I love watching football. I love seeing like the the training, the the just the art of football, the the part of building a team, 
I'm a true junkie, so I'll watch any. Like I watched Hard Knocks. There's a, it's a documentary on um, the series on Netflix called QB One about high school. They pick three high school quarterbacks every year and they follow them through the course of a season. I watch that all the time. I watch every football documentary you can think of. I just sit there and I just, I'm nuts. What is your favorite Hard Knocks uh, season? I like Browns last year. Yeah. I thought the Browns was a good one. It was. Tampa Bay was disappointing. Yeah. I like the Browns one. Way too much, way too much video of rain. (laughs) <laughs> and the facility being built. It was like, really? You guys got nothing else? Yeah, I like Browns. That was a good one. Yeah. Bengals was cool. What do you think of Raiders? This one's okay. There's not much going on. What do you make of Gruden? And the way he's portrayed like, when it comes to... I like Gruden. I like Gruden because... He's he's really uh, old school in terms of he has a actually he has a good heart but he's he's aggressive he's tough on these guys but he has a heart and that's where I see guys accept him yeah and uh, I mean a clear example is your, your two quarterbacks you're training you you get Mike Glennon who has all the tools and you take a chance on Peterman who everyone wrote off. You know, you're like, I see something in this kid, but I want to give him a chance. Do you, what do you think of the team that he's built that he and Matt, Mike Mayock have built? I think, I think that team will surprise people, um, due to the fact that of the, of the nature of the team. Like if, if anything, I don't think they'll get, if the, the games that they lose will be close, five points, two points, a point, three points. The games they lose will be single digits, meaning that you're you're almost there. So I think you'll see you'll see them turn the corner, and they'll be a surprise team. So anywhere between ten and eight wins. Hmm. So just, playoffs. Just, it's hard to get out the West. It's hard to get out the West. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who do you have winning the division? Well, I'm never gonna write off Kansas City. Yeah, I got them. Yeah, you got the best quarterback. You got, you know, a a great D line. You you know revamp the secondary. You bring in uh, Coach Bagnola to be the defensive coordinator. Um, yeah. What do you expect from the Chargers? Well, who's depending who's running the ball? Right yeah. now, Melvin Gordon has his holdout. You know what you're gonna get out of Keenan Allen. You know what you can get out of Phillip Rivers. Derwin James is out. That's astronomical. Yep. That's a huge problem. Yep. For them. Um, that guy played damn near every snap on defense, every position on the field. Help me understand this. When you have players like Derwin, who was so instrumental, and they put him on injured reserve, which means he's out like he can't play until week nine. Do you do they do that because having the roster spot and having a healthy body in that spot is worth more than the possibility of having that great player back a game or two sooner than the ninth game of the season. No, he like, he can't play anyway. He, yeah. Foot surgery. Okay. But in instances where 
like when when I think he's on IR designated to return. Which means what? Which means yeah, I think after week I think believe it's week 8 he can come back. Yes, correct. That's what I mean. But and, but that's where like when a, when a, when you have a player who's that good, who can be that influential. The idea that you're going to keep him out, you're going to you're going to automatically say he's out for half the season. When if it's an injury, that's a, but that's how long he has to be out for because that's of how, the injury. Yes, that's how long that injury. Yeah, but takes. you never know how long an injury is going to take. I had that I mean, injury. If, if he's okay, so but if he's a if he's ready to go a week earlier, it's not worth having him a week earlier. No, you take Why? all the time you need and you set him up. You take all that because he's not going to be. It's a foot fracture. A bent screw. You got to take the screw out and put another screw in his foot. Okay, but we, <clears throat> that takes a while, and you got to bone graft it to make sure it doesn't move again. You're giving him, giving him. You're giving him two months if you count the fact that you're putting him on now. Yeah, it takes about two, two, three months for that thing to fully heal. Okay, so even after, so in this case, and I don't want to belabor this. In this case, it works. In this case, it works. But you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it, maybe it doesn't apply because of this injury. No, I know what you're saying in terms of, okay, for example, I broke my finger. Okay. Like snapped it in half. Okay. Literally. Just, and, it, it fell off. No, it was, it was the whole knuckle. I got screws in my finger like a GI Joe just so I can bend it. Is that an right? Action figure. Yeah. Wow. And I can still play, but because they weren't sure on how it was or I could mess it up again or what have you, they put me in IR to open up another roster spot because they needed a linebacker. Okay. You answered my question. Yeah, that answers my question. I've, I've always felt just because of the way football, like having bodies, having available bodies is more, import, more important than the possibility of having a talented player come back, no matter right. what position that is, because because of the uncertainty, you're like, I need somebody who can who can take snaps. I need to know that I have somebody who can take snaps, even if they're not quite as good. We'll work on finding a guy who's as close to as good as the other guy as we can, but I can't be a body short if this guy's not ready to go. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Antonio, one last question when it comes to Antonio Brown and the Raiders. And I, get, I think I already know your answer, but is he a distraction? Have they created a problem? Did they make a mistake? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you are so quick to answer that. Why? Because he's not. Dude. You know what you're getting when you invest in something like that. It's not a big surprise that anything is going on. That's, you, a, they justification. What they were that's a justification. That's not they know what they were getting. Okay, but that's not a justification for that's not that is not a defense that he's not a distraction or that it wasn't a mistake. And I'm not saying yet, but I look at this situation like this is I'll tell you the, honestly, yeah, this stop is the being thing scared. This is the thing that worries me the most. I don't think Derek Carr is good enough as a quarterback to be able to, to take advantage of Antonio Brown without a training camp to get to know Antonio Brown. Just throw it to him. 
Easier said than done for some quarterbacks. Just throw it to him. Oh, my goodness. All right. We're going to leave it there. You know what I'm saying. You're just, you are being difficult now. I know what you're saying. Are you growing a mustache, by you, the way? You don't like my mustache? Stop hating just because you can't I just asked a question. Hair. I asked a question. And the fact that I had to ask would say something about the mustache, quite honestly. No, it would, have, it would say because I haven't had one for the past year. <laughs> when did you start growing that thing? That thing. <laughs> Well, it's it's not a full blown mustache yet. Can we both agree on that? By the way, I'm coaching high school football, and we we lost this weekend. Oh, tough loss. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We're a public school. We played Orange Lutheran. Yeah, they're in the Trinity League, which is probably the best best division in high school football across America. Okay, they got I think they got four teams in the top twenty five. Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah, so we played Orange Lutheran. Um, big, big, big boys. We lost 26-21. 27-21. Oh, so it was competitive. It was super. Yeah, we were, we were, at a, we were the better team. We definitely were. We if, definitely were. If you didn't have the mustache, do you think you would have won? No, if my safety listened to me, I think uh-huh. we would have won. <laughs> uh-huh. It's so tough because our, our safety is, he's, he's a stud, man. Jo- uh, Joey Holbert, Billy Joe Holbert's son, famous. Oh, really? Washington quarterback, yeah. yeah. He, he's actually going to Washington State play receiver and yeah he it's funny because he'll give up a touchdown and then he'll score a touchdown and he'll give up a touchdown then he'll score a touchdown so you end up like giving up two what do you mean like is a pick he'll pick he'll no he played both ways oh okay yeah he played receiver and safety gotcha so i mess up on defense and then he'll go and score an offense they'll mess up on, he'll drop a punt then he'll go score an offense and then he'll mess up on defense he'll go any, score any, any thought to just keeping him at receiver oh uh, <laughs> No, because there were there were two he should have had. Two of them he should have had, but he had ten catches for two hundred and eighteen yards Gosh, and two dang. TDs. Wow. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, I know that's good though. That's all right though. We're playing the division team this weekend. We'll be ready to go, man. It's tough. All right, that does it for this episode of Buker and Blackman, subsidiary Buker and Friends, part of the United Wecast Network. Uh, again, congratulations to DJ Tony. He received the Air Force One Kobe's. If you want to be like DJ Tony and you want to be eligible to win some gifts from Buker and friends, uh, review the podcast wherever you get your iTunes and then screenshot that review and send it to at Buker friends and you will be eligible to win something. Next podcast, Ryan Hollins hopefully will be back from Istanbul. He will hopefully be over his seasickness. And we will be into the Team USA World Cup competition and know exactly where they stand and what the reality is of them winning gold or not. We will discuss all that along with Ryan's experience playing for uh, or in the national program. In In the meantime, as always, thanks for listening. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 